You're listening to Women Making Waves radio show and podcast, brought to you by Susie Thorpe and Linda Ness. This show is all about women doing extraordinary things. What a great lineup we've got, Susie, today for our Christmas special. I'm really excited. Oh, so am I. Not only for Christmas itself, but this lovely Christmas special for Women Making Waves. So we're going to start with a wild card. She's a musician. She's going to be away from home for Christmas, but she'll be having Zoom calls with her mum making pasta. Couldn't get better than that. Mm, Italian pasta. Oh. And then we've got Anita Gabriel. And there's something quite interesting about Anita, isn't there? When it comes to Christmas, all will be revealed later on. But she is she's quite different in her attitude towards Christmas, isn't she? And Lynn Asante Asari. She works in a hospital training to be a doctor. She loves her advent calendar, Christmas preparation, Ghanaian music. And Lynn has decided to do something very different when it comes to giving out Christmas cards. Yeah. Or not giving out Christmas cards. <laughs> it's something more yummy. And Ellie Dixon, musician who has really had a very successful year, even in lockdown. It's been amazing. And she's got a fantastic Christmas song that she's going to sing for us as well here on this programme. Can't wait! Yay! <laughs> I think I'm just going to go and make the coffee because I think I can see wildcard coming up. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Fizz. Okay. Get some fizz out. All right. Come on. I, Come I'm on. sure wildcard would like that. So you go and open the door for wildcard. I'll go and get her in. Okay. All righty. We're delighted to be joined on this Christmas special by Wildcard, who we chatted to in episode 51 of Women Making Waves. Wildcard wrote a song called You and I, which proved to be really successful in the new music generator Unsigned Chart. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're (laughs) very, very welcome. Are you looking forward to Christmas? I am very much looking forward to Christmas. I love the Christmas holidays. I always have. And do you have any plans this year that you can uh, tell us about? Yes. So this year I am now going to be heading back to Italy to spend it with my family for various reasons. Uh, um, I've seen them recently and actually I'm, I'm glad that I took the decision not to head back for the holidays because with everything that's happening with COVID and new and ever-changing regulations, I feel much more at ease knowing that I don't have to travel. So I'm going to be spending it with a friend of mine who's Canadian and her family is coming from Canada and it's a big event and she has a boyfriend who's English and um, Christmas apparently is going to be like a mash of different traditions from Canadian to English, Italian and the family originally is from Poland. So it's going to be all of those different traditions mixed together. Oh, wow. Well, wow. what about Italian Christmases? What's, what's one of the sort of highlights of an Italian Christmas? Christmas in Italy is as big as anywhere else, I guess. We eat a lot, uh, we spend time with uh, family and friends, and uh, we just have a really merry time. One of the things that I remember, and it's one of my nicest memories from uh, Christmas, is Bob and I, 
make this traditional pasta that is from our region and mm. uh, it's like a labor of love so in England you have turkey which is a traditional meat in Italy we, we don't really have a traditional meat dish but we have the traditional cake which is the panettone and then every region in Italy has a traditional pasta dish where I come from we have this pasta called capelletti and my mum makes them fresh from scratch and we normally we do it together although my mum goes industrial so she starts like a week and every day she does it and then the more she does because you have to knead the dough and roll and stretch the dough the more she does it the more obviously she gets back pains and the arms start to ache and my dad then calls me and he's like hey your mom is still doing the capelletti you know she's getting angry and angry so then I'm like yeah this happens every year but I try to join her on the last day when it's a bit of a blessing and a curse because on the last day she's aching the most but at the same time she knows it's the end like she has a glass of wine <laughs> we, we do it together and when I'm not in Italy we do it via Skype uh-huh. and um, my friends say oh so you guys are gonna do capelletti and you're gonna be like for an hour and I'm like oh no 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 we normally do like five hours and my mom gets really <laughs> wow. bossy and to make this pasta you have to make it really thin like wafer thin and I am still to know how she does it but apparently even from Skype she can tell that I'm not stretching it thin enough <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, I love it's, it. it's really quite funny and then uh, around midnight one o'clock we actually cook it and we eat it and it's really really nice and this pasta is like a tortellini or don't tell another Italian I said that <laughs> they'll get really angry at me <laughs> have you done all of your Christmas shopping yet a couple of years ago I started to ask people to not give me Christmas presents it's, it's more about spending the time together I feel like I'm, I already have everything that I need so it's it's nice to just be able to spend time with the family with friends and so i do buy christmas presents for my direct family and some very close friends but i i tend to just say don't worry about it and you know let's just spend time together and go for a drink and uh, and yeah that's that's that's, the best thing yeah that's really really important that's sort of come about really from i think from the pandemic as well people appreciate what's been going on around them and just really want to be with people after not being with people for a bit i think it's really important wild card isn't it and as as much as you want to be friends i also think that food food is my savior and i know at christmas time (laughs) It's going to be glorious if I can make sure I don't overeat, basically. You've had quite a successful year this year in probably quite an unexpected way because I'm, I'm kind of imagining you wouldn't have thought that you would have released a single. Is that right? Absolutely. I never expected this to turn out the way it did. It was such a shock for me. When I wrote the song, it was just a way for me to put on paper my, my feelings, a way for me to process what I was going through. And then... After sharing it with four friends to be contacted by a music producer, again, I was blown away. But I think what really surprised me was the response afterwards, because once the single came out and it was entered into the chart, suddenly it blew out of proportion and for somebody like me that I didn't know I could sing, I didn't know I could play the guitar, and this happened, and the song has been on the chart for 20 weeks, mm. of which 18 and number one. It's been phenomenal. Yes. And there's been articles uh, on various newspapers. Uh, I was in Menorca um, over summer and I got into a cab and my song was playing. 
and I was absolutely mm-hmm. blown away. It's, it's, it's been phenomenal. And for me, one of the greatest things about this has been that when I said, yes, I'm going to do this, because I was asked, so do you want to do it professionally now? I thought about it and I thought, I want to do it because there was a wish for me to be able to inspire and empower other people by example. You know, I've, I've got my own personal struggles, my own self-doubts and fear of failure. But I have this very strong feeling about following your dreams and make the opportunity really happen for you. But even though I set out to inspire other people, I have had so many people reach out to me and told me that that they've changed their path or they changed their career or they tried to do something that they were afraid of because they were inspired by my story. So I feel like I'm inspired by others as well. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. Now, you've recorded something for us, haven't you? Tell us about that. Yes. So I recorded a Christmas song and I decided to go for Silent Night because I thought it was a particularly beautiful song. It was a a beautiful experience. I went and recorded it um, in a studio because I don't have any recording equipment at all and I wanted to make it as good as possible. There's something that happens when you're in a studio and you become super creative and you you feel like it's the best place to experiment. I didn't want to change Silent Night because everyone knows it, but as we were doing it, we found that we could tweak it a little bit and it was very much in keep to my style. I've been back in the studio working on my new material and it was really nice for me to say, okay, there's a little bit of a wildcard stamp in Silent Night. It's been such a nice experience to be able to do it. I, I actually enjoyed it. Well, I think you really have made it your own and we're about to hear you singing Silent Night. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining You're us today. Well, thank you so thank much you. for having me again and for thinking of me. Thank you so much. Well, no, thank you and thank have you. a very nice Christmas. Thank you. you Bye bye.
Well, okay, next up is Anita. Now, I don't know where she's gone. She's not at the front door, Linda. I suspect she's gone to the back door. So I'm going to go and see if I can get her in. And uh, I think she has. It's a shame because she's going to have missed Wildcard there. Oh. Yeah. So we're joined by Anita Gabriel, who's a singer-songwriter. We featured her earlier this year in episode 46. So if you want to listen to that episode, you can go along to our website, womenmakingwaves.co.uk, and you can find that episode there. How are you doing, Anita? Are you looking forward to Christmas? Oh, it's lovely to hear your voices again, and thanks for asking me on... I mean, Christmas is, I'm look, kind of looking forward to it. It's uh, been a strange old year, hasn't it, again? But mm, uh, has, yeah, it yeah has. it's been ups and downs, but it'll be nice to chill out and uh, have, a, have a good few days, I hope. Do you mm. know what? I get the feeling that there are a lot of people who are actually quite excited about Christmas this year because it has been such a rubbish year. I think it has given, you know, it's given you a bit of a focus to look forward to. You, you sound slightly dubious, though, Anita, well, about it. Well, I, I suppose, I, yes, I am really. The truth be told, I often feel quite sad at Christmas. I miss people and I think I miss my mum and my dad. My dad yeah. used to love Christmas and he would be like a child. He would have gifts in front of him and he would spend ages guessing what they were. So I think as well as as the... Yeah, the excitement and the fun and, and life is what it is now. Uh, I do miss a lot of people. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as well, actually. I'm, I don't have my mum and dad either. And you always think back to when you were a child at Christmas, really, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> I suppose I do associate it with a time for, for children and, yeah. uh, and for families and things. And yeah, so, so it's a mixed blessing. I mean, it is what it is. We've all lost people. But yeah, I, I think of them. And I always like candles for my mum and dad. One thing I always miss about Christmas, and it's because I think our family aren't quite musical orientated. My children have learned to play music, and one or two are, but when you have a bigger family coming over, I've always wanted to do a little bit more singing on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. Any tips on how I can introduce a bit of singing into the family unit? <laughs> well, I, I think just go for it. I mean, everybody loves a sing at Christmas, don't they? And I'm sure sitting around the table on Christmas Day, if somebody were to launch into a fabulous Christmas carol, I know everybody would join in because everybody yeah. loves to sing. That's true. Actually. It is true. You need yeah. to get yourself a karaoke machine, Susie. Oh, well, that's an idea, isn't yes. it? Actually, Linda, that is a really good idea. Be a little I, extra present yeah. for the family. Well, I think it'll be really good because we have lots of great quizzes and they're really good, but actually getting someone to do some singing would be hilarious. It would actually make my day just to see a few of my rallies trying to sing. I know that sounds awful because I'm probably going to be bad as my, myself, but it just would be nice just to... Just to sort of introduce some music, really. Yeah, it doesn't matter how it sounds. It's more about feeling good, and I think singing always makes you feel good. Yeah, let it go. Put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you, have you any really nice memories about Christmas in the past, Anita? Oh, yes. Again, though, I suppose it it does elicit longing. My 
father was one of nine children and uh, um, wow. they would always get together at Christmas, big family. And every Christmas on Christmas morning, we would go round to my great aunt Emma. And Auntie M was a nurse in World War One. She was one of the roses of no man's land, you know. And we would go round and the, there would be, I've got 43 cousins. So you can imagine it was a huge <laughs> get together. And we'd all gather as many as could make it at Aunt M's on Christmas morning. And of course, you you know, being a child, uh, I was just so excited about all my toys. But looking back, I would just love to have a conversation with my great auntie Emma about what she did in World War One. You know, because I wasn't oh, interested yeah. back then. You're a little kid. You just yeah. want to play and have fun. And there was this incredible woman, you know, that we would go and visit who really I didn't have a lot of time for because she's she was probably the age I am now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a happy memory. And, and oh. we would all play and and Aunt Emma made wonderful lemonade so yeah it was just fabulous really it reminds me as well actually of um, a lady that lived next door to my granny and granddad she was a lot older than they were so back when I was a kid she was in her 90s she moved into this Victorian house when it was newly built so she'd moved in in 1880 they'd wow. moved into the house and, and there were beautiful Victorian villas you know the kind of mm. thing and she had lived there all her life. She'd never married. She would talk to me about things in the town that used to be and oh you know this road outside it wasn't made up you know it used just to be you know and the horses would go and the carriages and I so wish I had recorded that back then. It's, it's such a shame if you have any elderly people and you're young tape them because soon when you're yeah. older you know they'll be gone and they'll be talking about times that you can't even imagine absolutely fortunately yeah. I, I did record my mother's memories so I've got lots of because she was in Belgium of course in World War Two. so I've got all her memories um, I recorded her in the 90s and uh, they've just recently gone over to Belgium um, to be kept in a museum so yeah it is I think I would encourage everybody this Christmas day to get out a recorder and ask the old people like me now that's <laughs> <right>. their <laughs> memories you know that's right and and you talk about that in our interview I remember that beautiful song Avenue Louise which was written oh, about yes. your mum during during the war when she met your dad that was lovely yeah that's right yeah absolutely fantastic about you talking about your auntie M because I think that's one of the most important things about remembering people at Christmas as well people that you've really had some sort of aspiration to be like or you just remember and her to be in the first world war and to hear about that is wonderful so I'm really mm -hmm. going to go away with that actually thank you oh well that's really that's really nice and as I say I think one of the troubles always is isn't it when you're a child you don't you just don't realize mm. it is it is the way that it is I I would do anything to peep through the window and see Aunt Em on Christmas morning <laughs> and just have that experience once more and say yeah. well Aunt Em Please tell me about what you did in the war. Yeah, <laughs> oh, very much. That's so. really that's so sweet, lovely. actually. It's a lovely yeah. idea. So, what are you up to this Christmas, then, Anita? Well, I, I'm staying at home. I, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I'm. T I'm just going to bring down the whole party now, aren't I? All this loss. I have. I haven't got any children of my own, and, and my partner doesn't. You know, because we're a gay couple. Mm. And back in our day, you just didn't have children yeah. then. It wasn't anything that ever crossed my mind as a possibility. Mm. So there's a bit of a loss 
in that. And you know, we get together and, and, and occasionally we get together with my brother. But again, you know, it, it'll be just the two of us. It sounds so sad, actually, as I tell you it. <laughs> oh, dear me. No. Um, you know, the idea of, um, of a, a big family Christmas, which I used to have when I was a child, sometimes I, I, I occasionally long for. So it'll be the two of us and we'll have a lovely meal. We always cook a fabulous meal. We'll see some friends of ours, I expect. But I again, I, you know, I'm coming back round to loss, aren't I? The things that uh, I miss are prom- predominant in some ways. Yeah. I hope you're going to edit all this misery out. <laughs> you know, do you know what? It's all part. It's all part and parcel of Christmas, though, isn't it? it it's it's the lovely bits and and the not so lovely as well. It's all all memories. Yeah. But you've got some good news at the moment, haven't you? Because you've just released some new music. Tell us about I that. Have. I have indeed. Yes, I've just released a song today called Gone Too Soon. It's, it is a song about loss. My favourite Christmas song has always been um, Joni Mitchell's River. You know, it's coming on Christmas, they're cutting down trees and, and it's a pretty bleak take on Christmas, really. And Gone Too Soon is is a song about somebody who, who died too young. And maybe that's a bit around for me today as well, you know, um, the, the feeling of loss of, of this very lovely uh, young man who, who died unexpectedly Unexpectedly, and a young girl called Kelly O'Reilly wrote a, a poem about her uncle Jeffrey, who was killed most unexpectedly in, in, in a, on a motorbike, actually. And uh, she wrote this poem, and I took the poem. And I was inspired by it, actually. It really inspired me to, to write a new song. So I wrote Gone Too Soon, and it's just been, been released now. And I like to think that, although it, it does talk about loss, but that, that at the end of the day, we will survive and that we will get over these losses and, and come to terms with the way things can happen to us. Mm-hmm. So um, although it's kind of a, a bit of a sad song, I, I like to think there's a lot of hope in it as well. Well, it mm. is beautiful, actually. It's a lovely, lovely piece of music. Thank you very much, Anita. We're about to hear your new release, Gone Too Soon. Congratulations with that because it's fantastic. And have a lovely Christmas, Anita. Oh, Merry Christmas to you both. And thank you so much. I, I love the show and um, I'm really touched that you like my music so much. So thank you. We do. Thank, thank you. you. That's Anita Gabriel. Every night when I lie in Hundreds of questions run through my head Why did you take him? What did he do? It's hard to find faith to keep loving you Kids call his name and ask him to come They don't comprehend what you've gone and done They don't
Gabriel with her new song Gone Too Soon and you can buy the music on Apple iTunes, Amazon and the usual places Women Making Waves I think I can hear Lynn coming along now, Linda. Do you know what? I wonder if she's going to bring her advent calendar. She's such a fan of advent calendars. Do you think she'll bring it with her this morning? Well, I would hope so, and I hope they're full of apples, because I think as a doctor, you know, she should be advocating the healthy side of Christmas. Lynn Asantiasari, scientist and a former PhD student, and of course now you're a medical student at Leicester. We featured you obviously on episode 26 of Women yep. Making Waves. It's lovely to have you here, and I suppose we're going to be I'm talking so about Christmas. Exciting, <laughs> cannot wait. <laughs> well, when you say you cannot wait, Lynn, what is in the Asantiasari family? What do you do exactly for Christmas? What makes it so special for you? So I'm I'm big on Christmas. So there's some staple staple ingredients to Lynn's Christmas. So the first two things are the advent calendars. So they kick off on the first of December. We could we can go deep into those. Um, the tree, the wreath for the door, and then the Christmas movies. And once I've got all of those, I'm ready. So it's already started. So I'm so happy. Oh, you know what? I love Christmas movies, Lynn. You know, they start them in about November on Channel 5 every afternoon. So I, I can only I can only watch them at the weekends and they're dreadful, you know. But I love them. I That's love I every love single one of them. They can't yes. be good. They can't no. be good. What do you mean? No. <laughs> They've got to be bad. They have got to be bad. Absolutely. Really mushy. <laughs> mushy and safe and just lovely to watch. Just how we like it. Yeah. Just, uh, we definitely want to ask you what happens at work and at university and all. Yeah. The one thing that really stuck in my mind when the last time we spoke to you was we asked you what you do outside of yeah. medicine and you said gaming. Have you given up on gaming? Oh, no. What do you mean? Of course not. Never. <laughs> I've invested too much in the consoles. I have to stick with it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I would say I would say gaming is universal, to be honest. It's all year round. Um, I think we game more during the Christmas period just because you 
meet a lot of family so particularly during the Christmas day you have all your brothers round my niece and nephew my boyfriend so there's more hands and more games consoles to sort of get competitive so there'll be a bit more gaming than usual I think um, just to get us all um, to to sort of play together and get a bit competitive and have some fun so it's still there I'm still the same (laughs) in that respect And, and, and now we want to talk about work because everybody has their very special time at work or maybe yeah. you know, some, some work environments don't and that's fair enough. But yeah. from a medical point of view and where you work and where you research, so what do you think you're planning to do now this year for Christmas? Now it's a bit different than when we last spoke because now I'm pretty much entirely based um, at medical school. So I'm not based in the research institute in Cambridge like I was before. So this year, most of my time will be finishing placements. So I'm based in the hospital in um, Kettering, like I mentioned. And so we're just in the hospital following um, the doctors around and learning different things about different diseases. So I think in the hospitals... You start to notice this Christmas because there tends to be food in the offices. I think that's probably the <laughs> the main key. There'll be chops people. There'll be an email that there's chocolates or there's mince pies. Um, there's a coster in the hospital. You see some decorations around there, and that that's the sort of the first sign in the hospitals that you know Christmas is coming. Um, but otherwise life will continue the same. I'll be on placement until quite close to Christmas actually. At home, we've got a tree going, we've got the reef going. So when I am at home, Christmas is very much still on, you know, ongoing. So that that's sort of what it's looking like at the moment. Yeah. What's your feeling on Christmas cards, Lynn? Are you a big card writer or do you do everything online? Oh, see, see, that's a deep one, that is, because... <laughs> I used to be big on Christmas cards for no reason whatsoever just because you've been brought up doing it you always receive them so you kind of feel that you need to give them too but I think because of like paper wastage I think it's just not great for the environment to just keep sending you know cards with Santa on it so I prefer now to either bake things if I can drop them off to people I'll give them physical things great idea yeah yeah just do something that's edible and once you've eaten it it's gone it's not going to be in a bin it's not going to be in a landfield um unless it's not very nice but hopefully it'll be nice <laughs> it's christmas they have to be nice to me so they'll eat my cakes and i prefer to do that now um than than writing cards i don't know if, what what it's like for you guys but that, that I, I prefer that now i think that's a fantastic idea because i'm really mm. challenged on the whole thing i do it because i've always done it but exactly. I'm now questioning that this is not a very good idea. You know? <laughs> you and I, I've got a lot of people on Facebook who just go, I'm just going to say happy Christmas to all my Facebook friends and yeah. I'm not sending cards, you know. Yeah, yeah and I think so. that works, especially with social media. We're all connected through Twitter, through emails and Facebook. So actually you can reach a lot more people using social mm. media, texting and WhatsApp than sending cards. So I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think I've been sending out animated Christmas emails to a few Oh, my mum loves those. Does she? Does she? She loves a good animation on WhatsApp. (laughs) Absolutely loves it. (laughs) Oh, you see, I think that is the way forward. I think videos and emails and cars through tech absolutely definitely the way yeah but i'm thinking this year mm-hmm. you know guys i'm gonna bake some biscuits shove them in an envelope and see what they make of that at the other yeah. end listen that, i think people will be happier to receive biscuits in the post crumbs yeah. Yeah. A piece of paper. crumbs yeah yeah it might not look as yes. you sent it it'll be different but that's not the point <laughs> I'll take a picture and insert it. Oh no, that's a more paper. I'm not going to do that. 
Lynn, Lynn, tell us about your year. I know it's it's a, a big question, but because of yeah. COVID and the pandemic and your research mm-hmm. that you've done previously for cancer mm-hmm. and what you're working on now, just to give us a little bit of flavour of how things have been for you in the last year. So when we last spoke, I had finished and already um, started med school. So I was going back to Cambridge from time to time, um, being based in Leicester predominantly and then going back there when I could. Of course, the pandemic came and that meant a lot of labs started to reduce their workload just because of safety as happened across loads of workplaces um so travel to cambridge pretty much sat down um entirely and i've been doing computer-based things so obviously when we've done our research in person we have to then write papers maybe submit some of our work to speak at conferences Um, and those have been the kind of things i've been doing because i can do them from home on my laptop or when i've got a break on placement i have my cancer research uk laptop that i take with me to do those but in terms of um research back in Cambridge that has almost gone to a standstill um, as a result of that Um, luckily there's been opportunities as a medical student um, also in fairly similar areas that I've now been able to get involved with so I'm on almost a completely different path still sort of related to cancer um, but now as a med student doing things that are maybe a bit more clinical um, and that are hospital based because that's where I am now so yeah, it's, it's, it's different. And I think it's been hard to accept that change because research was all I ever knew and what mm. I love so much. And I still do. But in life, you make changes, you change careers, you meet new people, you have new environments and you just learn to adapt and just embrace a new lifestyle, I think. So that's that's what my year has been like research wise. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose in hospitals, we've got to be aware that Christmas can be quite a sad time for a lot of people as well, yeah. as well as yeah. being a, a joyous time. So we've got to be yeah. aware of that as well, really. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you would know, COVID meant that sort of visiting times were changed. Not a lot of people um, could have people visit them or even go to appointments with them. I believe that's actually still in effect that if you've got a hospital appointment, that a lot of the time the hospitals will send a text or in the letter will mention that um, it's advised not to go um, with additional people just because of COVID safety. So things have quietened down in that sense. But of course, the staff are still there. Healthcare professionals are still there. Um, and we're all sort of trying to get through it um, mm. together, really. And Lynn, is it, is it still your mission to make sure you keep working on cancer research? Is that something that you will continue doing? Yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah. That hasn't changed at yeah. all. I think... What has changed is how I will get there. So as I said, I'd always grown up wanting to be a scientist and then medicine came much later. So now, you know, being in medicine, the kind of research um, that I have been exposed to is um, a bit closer to working with patients. Um, so, of course, as you know, I was work based in a lab and all the research we were doing was going to be applied with patients. But I wouldn't really be working with patients directly. And so I think that is the new side of what I'll be doing and that might involve clinical trials which is something I wasn't um, exposed to previously so it will be cancer related somehow fingers crossed I will go into oncology um, or histopathology which is another medical specialty involved in um, in cancer but it's just a matter of time (laughs) you know you know still studying longer and and just fingers crossed I'll, I'll get there but the mission is the same. Oh, thank goodness for you. That's, thank goodness I know. you're around. That's all thank, I can say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. If it wasn't mm. for people like you, then yeah. we'd be in a, in a bad way. Mm. Yeah. So talk us through 
your Christmas Eve. Do, do you have any particular traditions that you do as a family? Ooh. Or your Christmas Day? Um, so Christmas Eve, I think, is usually doing final preps for food. So we love a lot of food on Christmas Day. Breakfast, pastries, oh, main lovely. meals, desserts, etc. So I think Christmas Eve usually involves a bit of last minute shopping if there's things that we've forgotten or that we were struggling to find. Christmas Eve is also the final window on the advent calendar. I remember I mentioned the advent calendars yeah. earlier. I'm very big on the advent calendars. So that's always a nice treat, enjoying that. In terms of Christmas Day, because I have I have a niece and nephew um, and my niece is really young, so Christmas is still very exciting in terms oh. of presents oh, and Santa, yes. you know. So first thing in the morning, you know, 5 a.m., you can already hear footsteps of small humans <laughs> waiting. You know? So there's no lying in on Christmas Day. Everyone has to get up, um, get that caffeine down you and go downstairs and get opening the presents. So I think that's probably the tradition that's the same um, most years, just, just opening the presents together. What about uh, in music? Is there something that particularly that you play again and again and again on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve Um, and someone says, oh, no, not that again? um, So we're a bit controversial, actually, with Christmas music. We're very uh, anti-Christmas music. Um, So we we don't, I know, so the Mariah Careys, we can't do the Mariah Carey um, in in the household on Christmas Day. I think it's just because you start hearing it from, well, this year you feel like you were hearing it from Halloween. So you spent like two two months. <laughs> everything is just earlier was it just me who noticed no, that right. i feel like no everything yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, is starting a lot like earlier yeah so by the time christmas comes i've just heard too many bells ringing you know so we just kind of stick to our favorite music so music that we've grown up on um some of my mum's favorite music so it's it's nice and family orientated in that way because we sort of remember things that my mum used to play when we were really young or for me it's like my brothers playing some of their favorite hip-hop songs or r&b that i remember hearing when when we were young so yeah we we stick to sort of family classics as opposed to sleigh bells what is your mum's favorite one of your mum's favorite songs out of interest Oh, I don't think I can pick one. There's oh, okay. loads. So there are oh. loads that are um, Ghanaian music. Um, I'm I'm from Ghana, as, as you know. Um, so we've got a lot of Ghanaian songs um, that she loves. She loves gospel music as well. Oh. So I don't think I can pick a particular one. There's sort of like a CD no, no, that no. I'll just have but to that play. That gives us a flavour, <laughs> actually, of what. So that's rather nice. Yeah. It is. It is. And is it turkey or, or something more interesting (laughs) Mm, so we haven't decided but what we do and this is actually another family tradition we rotate the meat every year so our stock meat sort of list is you've got your turkey you've got some lamb and then uh we we call it like a random meat like a goose or something that we haven't had before something like guinea fowl you know sort of wild card maybe wild card is a better word um so last year i believe we had lamb so i think we're on the wild card meat this year um we haven't decided i don't know i'm gonna suggest guinea fowl but we'll see we'll see how it goes (laughs) i think you've just you've just terrified one of our other guests who's actually called wildcard on this very show she's now now running out the door in case we don't (laughs) we don't eat humans in this household we don't we don't behave that way well lynn thank you so much indeed it's been brilliant thank you it's been amazing to you thank you and you too have a lovely festive season
well guess who I've just seen coming up the path, Susie. It's only Ellie Dixon and she's brought her guitar with her. We are delighted to be joined by Ellie Dixon. Ellie is a singer-songwriter and we featured her along with fellow musician Sophie Winter in our Christmas special two years ago. Ellie won the Best Female Artist Award, which Women Making Waves sponsored at the New Music Generator Awards earlier this year. And in lockdown, Ellie really pushed her social media presence and now has, I think, what we can only call a huge following. How are you, Ellie? I'm fabulous. I'm feeling very festive. <laughs> are you? Are you yeah. now? I can't what? believe it's been a year. No, two years. Two years, two years yeah. We were here. It, I thought it was a year, so that's no. blown my mind a bit. We were in the studio, remember, that December. We, yeah, and we were in the studio on Gwider Street and we recorded it there. And you two had great fun. I was listening to that again today, actually, that recording. And you were really laughing and, um, <laughs> and, and, and it was a lovely, lovely interview, actually. So yes. you say you're feeling festive. What does that mean to you then? Are you in the Christmas spirit now? Are you going to parties or what's happening? Not so many parties, sadly. I'm being careful because I'm seeing lots of family over Christmas. But uh. seeing lights. I've, I've bought myself a new Christmas jumper. It's great. Oh, <laughs> it's space-themed, which I'm really happy about. I'm hoping we can get a photograph of you in that jumper, actually. Oh, absolutely. Without question. <laughs> Yeah, just just lots of food, I think, actually, as well. That's lots of food. Oh, there's nothing like that. Are you staying at home at the moment or are you going home for Christmas? I'm going home for Christmas. I'm, I'm in London. Actually, funnily enough, I'm now living with Sophie, who we did the oh, Christmas really? interview with. Yeah, it's me, my boyfriend Sophie, and another one of our friends. So, um, yeah, we're all sort of uh, scattering off to our respective families for Christmas. So yeah. I'm very excited to be back. Back in good old Cambridgeshire. Ellie, what, what's the, the main thing for you at Christmas? What do you either find really quite lovely when you're with your family? Do you, do you sing to them or do they sing to you? Oh, I'm inundated with uh, demands to sing Christmas songs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me going, no, I'm on holiday. <laughs> but, um, so to get my own back, I um, <laughs> I sing Christmas songs, but as depressingly as I can. I remember you said that last time. So you're still up to that, are you? Oh, absolutely. I think it's kind of a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so, funny. Yeah. I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier that you had a, a huge following and I see on Instagram you're up to a somewhat annoying number of 99.6 thousand followers. I mean, wow. you've just got to get up to the 100. And what are you going to do about this, Ellie? <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. It's it's the, both Instagram and TikTok are, are reaching milestones just before Christmas. So personally, I think that's a sign that my Christmas present will be that it will reach those milestones. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're so close to 100,000 on Instagram and TikTok's nearly at a million, which is bonkers. I know. <laughs> no, it's great. It's absolutely brilliant. And the song that you that you released, uh, Green Grass, yes. which I thought really brought out your personality, actually. I thought that was a great one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the video yeah, is really, really good. Ellie, what's been what's been the sort of a change or a learning curve for you this year coming up to Christmas? What do you find that you can look back and say, yeah, I did that? Gosh, I think it's been crazy because 
this sort of summer from yeah sort of July onwards has been feeling the results of that online growth because Mm. really I was just sort of in my room making all these videos and watching the numbers go up but I'd sort of go cool just hit 10,000 and I'd go and make beans on toast and it didn't really click as nothing sort of felt any different so coming out into the sort of physical world and playing Latitude Festival and selling out a headline show in London it's, it's been a whole bunch of just crazy things that have let me feel the results of mm-hmm. so much hard work that at times didn't feel I, I I felt like I was missing something not not necessarily um feeling that growth because it was just a couple of numbers on the screen so it's just been gaining confidence in the real world really because it's quite comfortable sitting behind a screen and making a video and editing it until it's perfect Mm. so um getting confident live and talking to other musicians and sort of fighting off that sort of constant imposter syndrome that i think everyone has and um, I think well, that's really been women. Women have. Me. I mean, I I can't imagine Ugh, this. When yeah. you speak to male musicians, do they have this? I don't think they do. Do they? I think they do, but it's funny because I've I've sat in on some women only seminars discussing like especially production as well, more than the more technical side of the industry. And it's so funny because the constant running theme throughout doesn't matter who's talking, doesn't matter the topic, it's constantly imposter syndrome. So I think I think everyone feels it, but I think it is acutely felt almost without exception um, yeah. by every woman I've ever spoken to in the industry. And so fighting that and understanding where it comes from is so important. And I think that's that's been a big journey. If you were <laughs> wanting something out of your Christmas stocking, what would it? What would you want it to be? Oh my goodness! I've been really boring this year. You know, <laughs> normally I've I've got a, a list a mile long, but this year I I haven't really asked for anything. I've I've gone. You guys know me. You have a have a crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, well, I've just asked for some new deodorants. So. <laughs> <laughs> about as bad as my daughter she's asked for slippers <laughs> you're 22 yeah. oh, why do you like... want slippers <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i feel slippers are a little bit more glamorous I'm just really <laughs> <Deodorant. sweaty. laughs> yeah i think you've trumped her there actually Ellie. <laughs> and what's what's on the menu for it's christmas it's a really good Day? one to be fair it is yeah. it is a good yeah, one <laughs> what's on the menu for christmas day then is your mum doing yeah. the cooking i don't you know what she normally does but we might pitch in <laughs> you might um, pitch in oh i love that we might we're thinking about it you know if we, we can be bothered <laughs> i'm kidding no um <laughs> it's, it's always it's always family um close family generally so just me my mum my dad my sister and then a couple of relatives and so mm. it's just nice and dog walk in the morning we always yeah. have smoked salmon and eggs on toast which is so mm. good um, yeah, just a good old, good old roast. <laughs> yeah. Do you find the family customs have changed now that you're older? Are they kind of slowly morphing into something slightly more grown up? Because Christmas, I always remember when I was little, it was very different from when I got, you know, into my late teens and 20s. It kind of changed. Yeah, I, I think it has and it hasn't. <laughs> I actually, well, this year, very, very casually on a family call, my mum goes, oh, yeah, Ellie, by the way, we're not doing 
amazing presence this year. And I stopped dead in my tracks. My jaw dropped. And I was like, mother, mother, what do you mean? She's like, no, we're just not going to do them this year. And I was like, without consulting me. And I I threw such a strop that um, they're back on. Oh, I love it. And then That's all you not... can offer is deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. I think it's it's not because I want to receive them. I just really enjoy the whole excitement sort of buying. Yeah, yeah. And, and getting people things that you think they're gonna love. And yeah. I think it's it's yeah. yeah, just showing a bit of thought and love. So um they're back on. I've volunteered as tribute to do most of the thinking this year, which I think was part of the um the reason to not. <laughs> oh, I think that's wonderful. Absolutely it wonderful. And I think, yeah, I just think that you're right. There's something about giving and it's almost giving and actually seeing people open it. Because usually when you do birthday presents, you're either sending them somewhere or you're leaving them for them to open. Yeah. But actually on Christmas Day, you actually get to see a reaction, whether they like it or not is another one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I actually love to give them terrible things to see their faces. <laughs> Everyone's oh, going deodorant. <laughs> now I think Helen, you're going to play a song for us, aren't you? I am. Excellent. I, it's a it's a slapdash. Let it snow. <laughs> okay, that's great. I actually played this back in Cambridge the other week because I had a gig on, and I realised it was the same chords as one of my songs. Oh, so um, it was actually ideal, really, because it was much less work than normal. Good for you, Ellie. That's brilliant. <laughs> this is Let It Snow. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Doesn't show signs of stopping, and I've got some corn for popping. Lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When I finally kiss goodnight, how I hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly and my dear we're still goodbying as long as you love me so let it snow 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 Oh, fantastic. Oh, excellent. That was Thank brilliant. You. Do you know fantastic. what? Ellie had my eyes shut there and your voice was just <laughs> washing over me and I was in front yeah. of a fire. Oh. I had my feet in a little footstool. Uh, oh, there were stockings hanging up. Not stockings, socks, you know, hanging up on the mantelpiece. <laughs> it was just so Christmassy. That was amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah. As usual, yeah, that was brilliant, Ellie. Know, well as done. Always. So nice. As oh. always. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ellie Dixon. We look forward to hearing more great things from you next year 
all the yeah. best and have a fabulous Christmas. Yeah. You guys well too. Done. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you, Ellie. Merry Brilliant. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hope you all don't get deodorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed today actually meeting these four women again, didn't you, Susie? Oh yeah, I did. What was quite nice about it is we got to meet four women in one go, and it's all about Christmas. I love talking about Christmas. No, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I just love the whole idea. That is why, Susie, I love watching all of these awful, awful, awful <laughs> Christmas movies I keep going on about. Well, that that was Lynn's special, wasn't it? She loves all these movies. Yes, uh, you see, yeah. we got on like a house on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You, Lynn and I. <laughs> yeah, you did actually. What about Wildcard looking forward to making pasta with mom? She's going to be rolling her pasta, not quite thin enough for her mom's liking. And you know what? I absolutely thought it was so interesting listening to Anita Gabriel actually about remembering her great aunt talk about the First World War and about how she she wanted to ask her more questions. Of course, she can't. You never think about the time, do you? That is what Christmas evokes, isn't it? Yeah, in us all. It's yeah. the memories over the years. It's a day that we always remember year yeah. after year after year. Therefore, it's like time travel, really. You're right. It is like time travel. And I've learned quite a bit just by talking to Wildcard, Anita, Lynn and Ellie. It was just wonderful to get an insight, really, into how people do Christmas. I do love Ellie's singing really cheerful Christmas carols <laughs> in a really, really <laughs> sad manner. Well, I'm just delightful. It was so lovely. And thank you to all our women today that we featured. And they are Wildcard, Anita Gabriel, Lynn Asantiasari and Ellie Dixon. Well, I think it's time to stop talking about Christmas and start getting on with everything, Susie. Have a lovely Christmas and we'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.